Welcome back to By Disaster, hosted by Two Disasters. I'm Elias. I'm Sammy. And just a quick check, you can't hear me clacking or anything, right? No, no, you're good. It was my glasses chain. Not that you all know, I sometimes put a glasses chain on my glasses because otherwise they'll just go flying if I nod my head too violently or if I'm looking up and down a lot. And I don't like my glasses flying and hitting the ground. So Yeah, but they were very loud in the background. They were very loud. So we have saved you of that, so you are welcome. You've been Um, spared. I'm casually blinded now. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, so today we're going to kind of talk about a day in our lives. So um, today has been a very effective and productive writing day for me. Um, And writing days for me don't just include actual writing. It also includes, like, submitting things to publications and things like that. So there's a lot of, like, kind of logistical stuff, uh, which I want to talk about. Um, what's an overview of your day, Elias? Uh, well, it totally depends. I haven't gotten to much writing yet. Uh, podcast days, days where we end up recording... I tend to record the podcast and then I'll end up either creating characters and fleshing out their backgrounds because I write fan fiction and that's okay. Um, But I'll flesh out some character backgrounds or I'll do comic research. um, Anything to procrastinate talking about Klingon biology, which like, please look up Klingon biology. I need you I need you to understand why I hate it so much. Uh, don't look it up now after you listen to the podcast because you'll be angry and you'll understand. Um, but no, uh, it, it's generally uh, just record the podcast, maybe make food beforehand. I made latkes. They're delicious. Two-person person job, though. And uh, benching with Babish is the recipe that I followed. So um, it's record write background, maybe actually update something. Depends. That's cool. Yeah, I don't know really what I do on a, like, a general um, upload day, because I kind of do different things every day. Um, but yeah, but like I said, today was a very effective writing day. I submitted my poetry chapbook to a bunch of different publications, I also, like, had to research a bunch, but I found some small presses that um, accept poetry chapbook manuscripts from someone who doesn't have an agent. So that was a big thing. (laughs) So, yeah, so I did that, and I also pitched um, an article to um, this one magazine, So, which is kind of big because that's the first time I've ever done that to ones that aren't like our college newspaper or magazine. So putting myself out there, kind of starting to do the freelance writer thing this summer. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm trying. (laughs) Hey, you can't, you can never fail if you never try. That also means you can never succeed if you never try. So basically try it even if it's scary. Yeah, so yeah, that's been kind of scary. Also, my hair dye is like every time I wash it, it's still staining everything. Uh, 
So it's just a very powerful hair dye. I'm using overtone pink or brown hair. It's very bright. And it's it's staining my bathtub. It's staining my clothes. It's staining everything. And usually I don't have that problem with overtone. But, like, this particular color I'm having a problem with. So, wow, we're going to dust off. Elias used to dye their hair and is now boring. Okay. Uh, (laughs) There... There's two things that um, tend to help when your hair dye keeps running constantly. Um, initially, take a very long shower and just stand in cold or as cold water as you can stand. And just let it run until you stop seeing the water bleed. That's your dye running off. Afterwards, uh, grab an old towel or... In this case, a towel that has been thoroughly ruined. Um, And wrap that around your hair. On your pillowcases, put an old t-shirt you no longer care about. And then, you're not staining your pillow. Or if you don't care about staining your pillow, because your pillowcases are black anyway, so no one's going to see it, carry on. Um, For your clothing, though, my only suggestion is uh, don't put clothes on until your hair is dry. That's all I got. Uh, but yeah, those are some stop staining everything tips with Elias. Nice. Uh, yeah, I've also been watching um this one show on Hulu, The Great, um, which is about Catherine the Great, and it stars Elle Fanning, and I absolutely love it because it's like satire, and <laughs> satire is my freaking thing. Um, I have so, been reading comics yeah. again. Um, nice. Recent, yeah, it's it's been a bit. Uh, normally when I do research into characters, I can just read the wikis and call it a day. Uh, but recently I've like decided to go back to actually reading things instead of just writing things. That's uh, cool. It's cool. It's very strange because I used to read more than I write, and now it's the opposite. Uh, but nice. I'm reading the old Constantine Hellblazer, the initial run. You know, 300 some odd comics, give or take. Uh, cool. So <laughs> I'm, I'm reading through that again. And Constantine... Let me talk about John Constantine right, real fast. One, the man's a disaster, but he's specifically oh, yeah. a <laughs> canonical by-disaster. Uh, really yeah Constantine is one of the first uh, openly by comic book characters Um, oh comic book characters cool yes comic book characters I was like cause actual Constantine is like you know anti-semitic and horrible yeah no no, John Constantine (laughs) from the Hellblazer comics through DC comics is canonically by Let's, let's clear that up now we're talking about a blonde disaster sorcerer who who sells his soul more times than you can count in a single comic book arc? Uh, not an actual real life person. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> because careful. I was like, if that's historical, like no. That's uh, so kind of messed John, up. Okay. John Constantine comics. Uh, he's one of the first openly bi comic book characters, um, and it also deals with things like PTSD. Warning: the comics are very gory. Um, and very dark, but you know, you're you're dealing with literal demons. So what are you gonna do? It's it's not sunshine and rainbows down in hell. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, also, like, I had a I dream. need that on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. No, I had a dream that I was going on a ride that was made by Pixar for their latest movie that was called Dreams, but it was about hell, and you went through it, like, on an elevator. There were, like, different levels. And I just remember there was, like, this one level where there were all these kids, and they were, like, drawing butterflies, but they, like, weren't coloring within the lines. (laughs) And I was like, is that, is that what I determined (laughs) to be bad behavior? (laughs) You have never colored within the lines to hell on you. But uh, also, like, the idea that there would be, like, different levels, like an elevator, is, like, so interesting. So, so there's a lot of conflicting... Well, <laughs> what hat am I wearing right now? We'll come, to, we'll come back to this later. Uh, but there, there are a lot of conflicting viewpoints of what hell is like. There's two, two main ones, if you're talking Christianity-wise... Uh, this is the only lens with which I can have this conversation. I apologize in advance. Um, but there's the fire brimstone, or then we have Dante's Infernos with like the seven layers. D and D also subscribes to like the seven rings of hell or whatever, following Dante's Inferno. So yeah, um, but but generally, when you see hell in media, it's either fire and brimstone. Or it's, like, Dante's Seven Layers of Hell. Um, Hell's like an onion. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe this is this one. Also, I was thinking, if the levels were like that and they, like, weren't that bad, like, would there just be one level that's just, like, pride? (laughs) LOL. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe hell is sunshine and rainbows. Maybe hell has more fun. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, so so when when hell shows up in the Bible, yeah. it's described more so as the absence of God. I'm not I'm not shaming anyone. I'm just telling you the facts, folks. Um <laughs> according I, I to the Bible. <laughs> according to the Bible. According to like most agreeing transcriptions it's more described as the absence of god so you could argue that living on earth is actually hell uh, i i'm just throwing so that should be your senior thesis is just like earth about is hell how, like hell is earth earth is hell. Earth is hell. Senior thesis. Uh, <laughs> it's all the kids who won't draw within the line. <laughs> uh, politics. Uh, <laughs> how dare they? How dare also, they? Also, also in that dream, like back to my dream, um, I also had a dream that I like went to a convenience store. Not sure what I was buying. Doesn't matter. It's a dream. Um, anyway, there was this guy behind me, and he was really creepy, and he had long hair, and I was just like, mm, no, not comfortable. And then the next day, he cut his hair, and apparently he was on my improv troupe. Like, he isn't actually, because this person actually doesn't exist. But, um, 
but they were like on my improv troupe for some reason and I apparently had submitted like a video that was like a going away video we all watched mine because it was so great but he was in charge of the video anyway it turned out that he was super cute and then I wanted to date him even though I found him super creepy the day before and it was all with a simple haircut that my entire opinion of him changed Uh, dreams are weird dreams have no does that mean I'm easily persuaded maybe (laughs) honestly get a haircut it will change your life (laughs) and in this case cut your own hair or like have someone cut it for you and then it's a bonding experience it's like hurrah who knew my sibling or roommate or Whoever I'm quarantining with is a great barber. And if you're by yourself, then, you know, maybe put those scissors away. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, so for cutting hair, from what I've seen, because I have looked into this, there's two Mm. schools of thoughts. Just just shave your head and call it a day. Shave your head and call it a day. Or hope you have longer curly hair so that way if you screw it up, it's a lot easier to fix and not and going to be as noticeable. Right exactly now, exactly what I did. <laughs> right now, I have shaved sides and a long top, uh, so the sides keep getting shaved, but the top is just getting longer and longer yeah. and longer. We it mentioned goes past this my last chin. episode. Yeah, yeah, but it now goes past my chin. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah, my bangs are being annoying. And one time I like dried them, like, or I like washed my hair before I went to bed, and then I like put a t shirt over my head so it wouldn't bleed on the um, the pillowcase. Anyway, I woke up and my bangs were just like plastered backwards, and I couldn't get them to like cooperate until I washed my hair. Yeah, I don't miss bangs. I'm going to confess, I do not miss having bangs. If you guys have any, like, struggles with bangs or, like, other hair struggles, please feel free to tweet us at ByDisasterPod. We would love to hear your stories. At at this point, like, just tweet at us. You could just say, yo. Seriously. (laughs) Just make our day, please. We... We keep saying this because no one does it. No Please one does it. Us. But we know you're listening. We yeah. see the stats. <laughs> Anchor gives us, at the very least for Spotify, like the statistics of how many people have listened to our episodes. We know you're listening. So, you know, if you'd want to engage with us, we really appreciate You don't appreciate have to. It. You don't have to. It's not but, a requirement. Know, if you're bored... You know, please. I'm bored. Please, please. We are also bored, so we really, we will respond. Um, I am still open yeah. for you guys to send like a short prompt to me to get a poem from me. Yeah, based off of that prompt, please. Personal I need something poetry. to write. I, need I something also to write. would love some writing prompts, so feel free to send it or like tell us your like how you found out you were bisexual or whatever you identify as. Um, 
Or yeah. ask me for more dad tips. I can't put them yeah. all in the episodes. Like, or ask us questions about queerness. Like, we would love to answer any questions you might have, and we'd be happy to do it. But we can only answer them if we have them. So I'm not a that. mind reader. Yeah. Cannot read minds. to to like review us on apple music we honestly might not see it but we would appreciate it and eventually we will see it maybe and it will make us very happy yeah so, yeah the, even the if you got two stars and you're like kind of sucks like we really don't audio care. Like, quality needs improvement we know we know the we audio know. quality needs improvement <laughs> we're yeah. working we're trying. I'm recording on my iPhone, like little microphoney thing. So you do sound better this way. Um, I Thank plugged you. in the cord for my Beats headphones, and that seems to get rid of the echo problem I was yeah. having. No, it so. definitely sounds better. I would agree. It's like crisper so today. For sure. We're working on it. We're, we're, we're figuring it out. We're in oh, two different an... locations. <laughs> it's hard. Here's, an... <laughs> here's another update on my life. Um, I started an art Instagram, um, which is fun because I'm not like an art person. Um, but I wanted something to do, and I've been tending to like make collages and draw a lot during quarantine. Um, so I was kind of like, I'm already making creative things. Like, why not share it? And also, like, I already take photos of my stuff and send it to my friends. So, like, you know, it's one step further. And also, like, my favorite part about it is it's creative, but it's not something that I'm doing, like, for my professional career. You know, it's yeah. which, like, most of the things I'm doing right now, <laughs> including my internship right now, are, like, working towards a future, um, whereas this is, like, just for fun. And I know, like, you do, like, fan fiction for fun. I do fan cool. fiction for fun. I have found, and this is just me, that I can't write for, for like, some sort of reward. Mm-hmm. Like, the moment, like, there's some sort of exchange happening. So, like, I'm writing, and then someone's, like, a plus writing. I'm like, I don't care about writing anymore. Um, <laughs> so, fan fiction yeah. is one of the things that's very much just for me. Um, and and like, if people comment on my fan fiction, I'm not writing for the comments. I'm just writing to write. But if someone comments, I'm like, oh my god, you read my stuff? What? <laughs> yeah. No, it's shocking. I mean, the what? other day... The other day I post posted like some fan art for Catherine the Great or just it's just called The Great on Hulu. Anyway, um it's really good and Elle Fanning is gorgeous. So I made a drawing for that the other day and it got like forty likes. Which I mean, you know, comparatively to like the world is not is not like a lot of likes. But considering the fact that I only have like twenty seven people following that account. Yeah. That's really good. That's, like, better than, like, most of my photos on my main account do. So, I was really impressed. Also, I did a little photo shoot the other day. I, like, dressed up in 50s clothes and, like, put on a little bit of makeup. Ooh, fun. And then I took, like, self-timer portraits in my bathroom. And that got, like, 60 likes on Instagram. So, 
you know, and like a bunch of people being like, you're cute. And you know what? I didn't do that for them. <laughs> like, I really didn't. You did that like, for really, you. Yeah, I really like it. But I feel like, honestly, not to be like one of those people who's like, here's a good hack. But like, I really genuinely do feel like things that I do for myself, even if I like post it on the internet, but things that I do that I'm like, this is fun for me. Those ones usually do better on the internet because they're like more genuine than just like, Cheers me going to a restaurant. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and know? that's why, like, I know... People love did... you for you. That's why they're following you. People love you for you. People read your stuff for you. That's why when I'm... I have a couple of very large works of fan fiction. Uh, they're kind mm-hmm. of daunting to read through so I can write my characters appropriately. Um, but sometimes I'll stop because... I'll feel like I'm not updating because I want to, but because people expect me to. Um, yeah. So taking a break is okay. Just don't forget about it, please. That's good. Yeah, no, um, that's, that's good to take a break. Yeah. Oh, and I've also been making YouTube videos because I've been real bored. So I'm just giving myself a lot of creative tasks, as you can tell. Also, I downloaded uh, Sims 4. Well, I bought it. Um, because it's like five dollars or something. I so, have never played a Sims game in my they're life. They're so much fun. I used to play them like whoever babysat me like always had the Sims, and I would always just like make a bunch of characters and never actually like play like the game. Never ever <laughs> actually do something with. Them. Yeah, never actually do something in the game. I just was there to like make the characters, but they have like so many detailed features and yeah one time I like made my favorite poet Olivia Gatwood and like all of her friends um and I like made them on the sims and then I screenshotted it and it was honestly like not even a great screenshot but then I posted it on Twitter and then like all of her and her friends were like commenting on it and liking it and it made me feel so good (laughs) like Because I took so much time. Like, you have no idea. I think I spent, like, a whole day making all of their characters on there to look exactly like them. Again, I have never played a Sims game in my entire life. Um, So much fun. So much fun. I have dusted off my Star Trek Online account, and I've played some of that again. Um, So, like, I'm getting back into... (sighs) Some of the things I used to play a lot and I don't anymore. Uh, but also, I've been watching the original Star Treks. So, the original series, Next Gen, Voyager, Deep, Deep Space Nine. Uh, mostly because, you know, I finally have the time to sit down and just watch Star Trek. Uh, but also Definitely. because Picard is out and uh, Discovery is out and... You know, it's been a hot second since I've seen some of the source material for what they're building off of, uh, which is why I researched Klingon biology. Please, for the love of God, they have 23 ribs, okay? Okay. Why 23? See, I like... Humans have 24. Klingons only have 23. I think you did also mention this last episode. Like, you've been hung up on this for like a good week. Oh, no, I've been hung up on this for a lot longer than a week. Okay. (laughs) Um, Well, you seem to be fixating on it, then. (laughs) 
23 ribs. And also, like, they have duplicate organs. Guess what they also have two of? I won't tell you, so this doesn't become an explicit episode. But guess. You can guess. Angels in America. Sorry. There's there's a reference in that. In Angels in America, there's... Anyway... For any of you theater geeks out there, please let me know. Did you get that reference? Um, it's a really, it's a really good play. I really like it. My parents were like, "This is too much for us." We went to like a two part thing to see it last year. Um, mm. My dad and I, and my dad went to the first part, and then he was like, "This is so dark because it's about like, um, like HIV and AIDS, like in the eighties." The Constantine comics also deal with that, by the way. Yeah. Just saying. Just cool. saying. Reach cool. on Constantine. <laughs> maybe, maybe that was a weird thing to say cool to him. Yeah, but there's no, anyway, there's no good segue there. Anyways, no. It was really dark. It really isn't. But yeah, no, it, this one's, like, it also connects, like, fantasy with, like, a very real situation at the time. Um. Anyway... But yeah, my dad like was like, I can't go to the second part. This is too much. And then the second part mostly was just like really a lot like more fantasy and less depressing things. Like, I don't know. But also I really like, um, I kind of like depressing things. A lot of people are like, oh, you like this one show? That's like a dark comedy. Why do you like that? And I'm like, oh, I didn't really. I mean, I guess it is morbid. Like they're talking about funerals and death and stuff. But like, it's funny. um by that i mean fleabag i've been watching fleabag on amazon prime and it's so good it's a british comedy but yeah apparently you know it is pretty dark um but it's so cool because the lady who um stars in it wrote the show and as someone who wants to be a screenwriter the fact that someone can write and star in their own thing and be good at it most importantly be good at it is so fantastic. <clears throat> Just phenomenal. And her timing is so good. Please watch it if you have Amazon Prime. And that includes Amazon Student Prime, by the way. I, like, didn't know I had the same privileges with Amazon oh, yeah, Student Prime. No. So the Student Prime... Now, now that Sandy has already said... Student Prime gives you the same access as regular Prime. The only difference is it's cheaper initially. Um... And I think it stays a little bit cheaper, if not by much. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, honestly, a lot my of parents are paying for that student, one. A lot of different things have student versions if you just look for them. Like Spotify. Um, Spotify. Spotify. Student Spotify also premium. comes with... Hulu yeah, and Showtime. Hulu and Showtime. Uh, I have nothing to watch on Showtime. Showtime, I, well, see, I have to finish The L Word, and then I can watch the new series of The L Word on Showtime. That's the only thing I want to watch on there, but I don't want to start it until I finish The L Word. There are so many seasons in The L Word, though. (laughs) So much. I I keep thinking I'm just going to skip it, but then I never do, so. So for Hulu. Go right into the new series. I don't know. For Hulu, I've. I've uh, watched all of 911 Lone Star. Uh, it's great. Uh, everyone on the cast is phenomenal. Uh, one of the main characters has cancer, and it's not treated as 
a joke. It's legitimate, and they're not they're not taking it lightly, but they're also like not treating him super differently because he's their boss. One of the other main characters is gay. Actually, two of them are. Cool. Um, one of them is a trans man. Uh, one, and I think they're also played by legitimately gay and trans actors. Oh, that's um, cool. That's like another pose. one. Another member of the of the team is uh, Muslim. She's also great, by the way. Um, the The entire cast is phenomenal. Oh, and then one of them has uh, severe. I guess three of them do. But they have various uh, PTSD triggers that are dealt with very maturely. Uh, and someone else is a, um, a dreamer. So, like, it's a really diverse cast. It's really well written. It's very well handled. That's cool. So... That kind of reminds me, in a way, of the bold type, uh, which is nothing like that. Um, but it's really fun. It's about three best friends who work at a fashion magazine um, thing together. And, um, one of them is queer, um, and she's black, um, and, oh, one of them has a gene for, um, for breast cancer, and so, throughout the thing, she has, like, several different scares, um, and sorry if you guys are, like, actually watching this, just, like, I don't know, cover your ears for the Spoiler next, like, alert. few things. There's going to be some spoilers. Um, but, yeah, there's this one time where she gets really scared that she's going to have it, and she has to go in for all these tests, and she, like, thinks she found a lump or whatever, and then it turns out to be nothing. But, like, the way that's handled is not, like, oh, it's nothing, hurrah! Like, she's on the phone with them, and she still bursts into tears, even though she, like, knows it's fine. Um, and then her best friends comfort her. Um, and I just thought that was a really cool moment of, like, even if nothing does happen, like, even if you get um, a negative test, like, sometimes that can still be really scary. Oh, yeah. Um, so I liked that. And also, I'm just, I don't know. For now, I'm just really happy that she doesn't have cancer on the show just because I've seen so many shows lately where people have cancer and she's really sad. So, so for 911 really Lone Star, spoiler alert, the fire chief was at, um, it's not really a spoiler, it's covered in the first episode. Okay. The fire chief who's going down to Texas was originally in New York City and he was one of the first responders to 9-11. Uh, so the lung cancer he has um, is a result of surviving 9-11, something that legitimately has been a problem for a lot of firefighters. Uh, they were at higher risks for certain kinds of lung cancers based off of what they were exposed to for surviving. Um, so he finds that out. Uh, his son um, was going to propose to someone and that didn't go at all according to plan um and so he ends up going down with his son to texas his son's an adult by the way uh his son tk down to texas and they rebuild a firehouse that had lost pretty much all of its members due to an accident um so that's the premise of the show uh his his lung cancer is getting treated uh at 
as of season one, he has been in chemo and he's still fine going through chemo and doing his full-time job being the fire chief. So, like, as far as we know, with only one season, it's not going to kill him. It's very much treatable. That's cool. Uh, and he's getting treatment. So, so yeah, uh, but it, it deals with a lot of different topics, um, and they're all great. Uh, all the characters are phenomenal. They're all handled really well. Yeah, um, that's super good. I've also been watching Community on Netflix, um, which is just funny. <laughs> um, Avatar The Last Airbender oh, yeah. is back on Netflix. I know, everyone I know and... is re-watching that right now, and I'm not. I don't know why. I thought I was I... all over it, but I'm I'm going to wait. I was going to rewatch it, and then I was looking at how many different Star Trek things I have to finish first, and I was like, we'll come back to that's this. Fair. It will still be here. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt, too. I'm just, I'm not in the mood for it right now. It's weird. For a long time, I just wanted, like, happy, upbeat things. And right okay, now, but- I know it's not all happy and upbeat, but, like, there's some there's some upbeat characters Anyway, Avatar The Last Airbender deals with a global trauma, and we're currently living through a global trauma. Maybe that's and why. And sometimes Maybe it's too close to you home. don't want to watch, even if it's fantasy, it's hitting really close to home. That's true. So, like, Maybe that's why. Also, for all of our listeners, yes, what's happening right now, even if you're okay, is traumatic. Yes, it is okay to grieve everything you have lost. It's okay and completely valid. Yes. And anyone who says there is that it isn't is lying to you, okay? Yes. And I it is completely valid to be not your best self, to be grieving, to be upset at what's happening. And it is it's going to be okay. Yeah, and it is understandable if your mental health is not great right now. And also know that there are a lot of different um hotlines and stuff that you can call that can we've help linked you to them that we've linked to some of them yeah, in yeah there's also episodes. some that are covid specific um and also if you're queer and struggling right now with your family situation the trevor project's one of the ones that is always there to help you so um please check those out and you know look up other ones because it is so important to have someone to talk to um, and to specifically talk about these harsh times. And even if you are living with other people, if you feel like you aren't in a safe space, um, especially it is helpful to find someone who you can confide in. And if that is with a loved one, if that is with a friend, if that is by talking to someone on a hotline, like who cares who it is? It is being able to like help you and that is the most important part is taking care of yourself and being gentle with yourself during these times so yeah uh end of mini life <laughs> i guess uh, we're here for you everyone we are not however licensed no not therapists. at all like yeah we we are not a replacement for talking to a therapist. Yeah. If you need one, you have to talk to one. All we can do is give you the resources and let it be known that while we sound fine, 
I'm sure after all of this is over, I'm going to have a mini, like, emotional breakdown because this is traumatic. Yeah. It's traumatic. It's scary. It is. And for, like, a lot of the people listening, if you are, you know, 20 over, you have lived through 9-11, the Great Recession of 2008 and nine. And now you have a pandemic. That's more trauma than most generations have gotten in their entire lives. And you're not even 30 yet. So it's okay if you kind of feel jaded. Like, ah, this won't bother me. It will bother you. And it's okay when it does. Yeah, and it's okay also if you were hearing me talking about being productive today. If you're feeling like, oh my gosh, she's doing so much and I'm not doing anything. Like... The day before, <laughs> like yesterday, I was pretty much just watching TV and playing Sims and texting my friends all day. I was not having a productive day at all. So I am proud of myself today for doing something productive. However, that does not mean that I'm super productive every single day. It doesn't mean that I'm extremely creative and creating new content every single day because I'm not. And I have hard times during this time too. Um, and I have days where I just want to sit around and do nothing. And luckily, right now, I can uh, because I don't have a job. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, point is, whether you're feeling productive or you're feeling unproductive, like whatever you're feeling right now is really valid. And it's good to just accept it and to not feel guilty um, if you don't feel like you're being productive enough or as creative as your friends or whatever and also like to all these social distancing hangouts maybe just don't see other people right now yeah i'm not i'm not even gonna touch i was that like one be smart yeah just like be smart because even if you're going to hang out with your friends and you're all gonna sit six feet apart from each other or whatever you're still at you're risk. still at risk and you're putting your friends at risk if you think about it that way like it's not even like oh well like they're my friends and i want to see them you're putting your friends at risk and if you care about your friends and you're putting everyone else that you come into contact with at risk yeah um, and if you care about your friends and you care about whoever you're staying with in quarantine then you should care about how many people you're coming into contact with and make sure that you're always wearing a mask and washing your hands and being safe. There were a bunch of people like right outside my house the other day having a birthday party and they said that they would have like a social distancing hangout. They like told the neighborhood, they're like, it might be a little noisy, but we're just having a party, whatever. Um, and that was fine, except we saw them and they were all like hugging each other and stuff. And I was like, oh, no. And none of them were wearing masks at all, uh, which is not a legal requirement in my state. But it is really, really, really annoying that there were so many people out there. They knew they were going to a party. They knew it was going to be outdoors. None of them wore a mask. None of them were respecting social distancing because they're like, it's my friend. It doesn't matter if it's your friends. They could still contaminate you. You can contaminate them. You could put their parents at risk. You could put your parents at risk. You could put your partner or your friends or your roommates at risk. 
Like, this is very serious, and I know it's been going on for a long time, and it's easy to just get fed up and pretend that things don't matter, but they do. And this will, we will get past this. We've seen a lot of different pandemics happen in history, and in some ways, looking at those different things and seeing that they can last a few months to, like, two years or whatever, even though two years, I know you might be screaming in your head right now, But that still means that after that time, there will be a future. And we need to see that and we need to take things seriously right now because a lot of people are not. And that can be very frustrating. Um, And it can be very frustrating to just sit and do nothing. But, you know, I I think just knowing that there's going to be a future is... Enough for me, at least, to put my mind at rest. And to to go back to productivity, it sounds like, because I don't talk about the days when I'm not productive, because I'm a very private human being. This is true. And, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't like admitting when something's hard. Uh, I will be the first to say I have not been my most productive self. I've had spurts of, like, a lot of productivity mm-hmm. where I've gotten everything done that you can imagine and more. And then I've had days where I'm like, so I woke up at 6 in the evening. I will be going to bed at, like, midnight. And this is so Yeah. Okay. Some days I've just been... Maybe I will eat food. Fair. Some... Always, <laughs> always eat food. Always hydrate. Eat food. Drink water. Be... Be responsible, adults. Be responsible. Take a shower. Uh, like, take a I've bath. I've had days. Take a shower. Take a bath. Change. Even if it's just into different PJs, change. You'll feel better. Um, like, I've had days where I'm like, I will get out of bed, eat one meal, and then go back to bed. And then I've had days where I'm like, and today, we're going to do everything. And everything gets done. So, like... Don't don't feel like you need to be super productive. Don't don't assume that I am. I just certain things don't take as much energy for me. So like deep diving on wikis for different fandom things, reading comics, absorbing a lot of information about nerdy things isn't hard for me. I can do that even when I'm super exhausted. Yeah. But like actually writing something on that stuff <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. That's not happening. I don't know. That so, reminded me, though, it, I ordered bath bombs the other day, and they're supposed to get here sometime this week, and I'm very excited. <laughs> I, at some point, need to order a chest binder. I keep forgetting to do yeah. that. I should write that down, but I won't. You should. I'll, t- I'll like, text you after this. There you go. <laughs> Handy dandy notification. I did just oh, write it. Oh, there you go. Good. I did just write it oh, on my go. hand, so like well, I kind of have to know. look at it. You'll go to wash your hands. And you'll be like ah, and I'll be like ah, that. Let's do that <laughs> after washing hands. Uh, by the way, I don't, I don't understand why teachers, when I was in middle school and like elementary school, got mad at me for writing on my hands. Yeah, it washes I off. I don't know it's not why. Like I'm using Sharpie. I feel like they all. I'm using a ballpoint pen. It would like sink like, your skin. 
it's going to get it's going to sink into your skin and you're going to get sick like i think maybe in their no? times maybe i don't know because i feel like I a lot know, of them say like, like non-toxic on them like specifically so yeah like i write on my hands i'm i'm awful if i only need to remember like one or two things i'll write it on my hand and I'll just leave it on the back of my hand until I can write it down somewhere more but securely. But kids have been doing that for like... ages. So, I don't know. Yeah. Why Why do we tell kids not to write on your hands? I'm an adult and I write yeah, on my I hands. Yeah, I was just thinking about how, like, the, like, 90s um, feminist movement um, for, like, young girls, um, as in, like, high school to college age, um, Riot Girl they, like, all would, like, draw on their hands to, like, show that they were a riot girl. So they'd have, like, they'd draw, like, stars and hearts on their hands, or they'd, like, write riot girl across their knuckles or whatever. And I was just thinking about how that was, like, used to, like, be like, hey, I'm a riot girl. Um, is that is that why? Do they think that when I write my homework assignments down on the back of my hand, I'm proclaiming that I'm a part of something bigger and not the maybe, fact that I know that I maybe just won't use my agenda. Maybe that we would cheat on tests. Maybe. So I never... If, if I had a test that day, I wouldn't write it on my hand. But even if I did write on my hand, it would say something like, well, read chapters Elias, 7 through 8 I for English. You. But I feel like maybe that's the general thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I like, feel like I, they make I up not... an excuse to hide, like, an actual excuse, which is, like, honestly the classic, like, adult, like, parenting or teacher or whatever, like, you're, like, talking to kids. Like, people always make up all these excuses instead of telling them, like, hey, your dog died. They're like, he went to a farm, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, if you want, fun fact, if you want a pen to write on the back of your hand with that doesn't feel like you're clawing away skin like some ballpoint pens do, uh, use Bic Intensity Fine. They're the really fun-looking pens. Oh, those ones are cool. Uh, they come in all sorts of colors, and they don't they don't hurt to write that's on your nice. hand. And, um, I don't know if they're toxic or not, but, like, I'm pretty sure they're not, and if you're concerned about it, just don't write on the back of your hand. I'm not a doctor. I will write on my hand until the day I die. But, like, <laughs> don't, don't use me as an example. And to, to the children listening, yes, I'm an adult who writes on their hand. That does not mean that you should. And, like, if you do... Kudos. If you don't, yeah, kudos. we're not examples. If of... you do as a form of rebellion, <laughs> kudos. I guess if you do it because you just don't want to write in your agenda, kudos. Just don't, don't go. The podcast dad Elias said I can do it. Yeah. I did not. I said I do it. They're very different. We're things. maybe not, you know, role model human beings. We're more disasters and that is why we called our podcast what we called it. You do not follow a disaster unless you chase hurricanes. Um, you know those people who like chase extreme weather things? You know what yes. I meant? Yes, I do. I don't, there's a word for yes. that but I don't know uh, what it is. Thank you. Chaser? 
That's actually a very easy thing to remember. Okay. And that's what I mean. We're disasters. That seemed like an easy enough term to remember. But nope. Couldn't couldn't remember it. Definitely have read about that in a science book like a million times. Because science books for kids are always like, Hey kids, there are people who chase down extreme storms. And I don't really know why that's the example. Because... It's like, maybe you shouldn't be telling kids that if there's dangerous weather conditions, <laughs> you should go track it down and follow, follow, follow the, the danger. dangerous weather. Like, that doesn't seem like a great thing to teach young no. kids, but that definitely, like, was the, it's so cool. They were just trying to get kids interested sure. in science, so they made yeah. it dangerous. Um, but no, um, don't... Don't use this as a role model. We're not. I'm not legally qualified to be a role model. (laughs) I can be a role model, but probably not, like, in this podcast. Not in this context. (laughs) Not at... Am I ever a role model in this podcast? I guess the dad tips episode. Maybe. Whenever dad tips come up, yeah, okay, I can be a role model. But, like, no... I feel like my cool aunt tips would just be, like, how to be a cool aunt. (laughs) Um, My dad tips are, like, mm -hmm. how to do My cousin is my cool aunt, by the way. Fun fact. I've told her that. um, But then she was like, you could call me aunt. And then I was like, that would be weird. But, like, she, like, gets me, like, a journal every year. Or, like, a purse. And she's, like, really fashionable, and I don't know. I think I think little things like that are, like, cool aunt things. I am the queer <laughs> cousin. Yeah. So. Wait, have you seen, so have you seen Crazy that. Rich Asians? No. Oh, not. well, anyway, there's this one guy on it, and he's like, I'm the rainbow uh, sheep of the family instead of, like, the black sheep. Um, <laughs> to be like, he's the queer one out. Um, and I just, I really love that phrase. And also, he's, like, really quirky. And I was like, that is like Elias. Like, <laughs> now that I'm like, back, I'm like, you should watch this movie and be like, oh, like, that guy is me. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, relatable. <laughs> so, I have... I have a lot of plants, right? <laughs> you can send me memes about, like, things being surrounded by plants and go, this is Elias. And my first response will be yeah. no, because I only have, like, 15 plants, and they're all very And small. they all have names. But, like, I mean, I have 15 of them. It's like having a class full of students. Oh I will gosh. eventually learn When I was names. little, I had 15 Cabbage Patch kids. And then my parents were like, you can't have another one. They're like, if you want to have another one, then you have to donate one of them. And I'm like, you want me to donate one of my children? <laughs> what are you asking? No, so I, I have 15 plants. Uh, they're all doing very well still. Thanks for asking. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> no one cares I'm sure there's some plant uh, lovers out there who do I'm just like not one of them although I do have this dream of like being yes I appreciate also them. like I don't know if you have like 
I saw this as a question somewhere that was like, who would be in your ideal quarantine house? And it was like, one, like, ideally I'd be in Vermont with you. But like, with secondarily, me. if I could create a situation that like doesn't actually exist, it would be like my best friend and I. And I'm like, but we'd get bored. And then I'm like, we would have a plant family. <laughs> like, I'm not even a plant <laughs> person. I just feel like if I like was lonely enough, it would happen. <laughs> so I, I first got a plant. My very yes, first. Plant we know. I think we've talked about this a, in the uh, plants episode. We've had. No, I didn't talk about okay. what what first okay. when I got my first plant. My very first plant was actually a little oh. strawberry plant that I got for my okay, birthday I when that. I was in third grade. And oh, I killed well, it. That was really sad. <laughs> I could not keep it alive. I wasn't expecting that. I couldn't keep it alive. I tried really hard. I tried really hard and I couldn't keep it alive. Um, and for years, I just assumed that mm-hmm. I had a black thumb and I should never be trusted with like plants me. again. I used to kill goldfish uh, on accident. Okay, continue. Um, so then... So then uh, in, in my sophomore year of college... Um, I, last year, I love how I'm saying it like I'm, I'm older than I am. It was fucking last year. (laughs) Last year I got a bamboo plant because my, my freshman year, I discovered I was not very good at hydrating, but bamboo plants are very hard to kill. Uh, so I got, I got a bamboo plant, uh, because the theory was I have to water that thing at least once every two weeks. So that would force me to at least once every two weeks remember to drink water. And it worked. Uh, and the plant stayed alive for a while. Uh, it only ended up dying because I had to go home for a reason over the summer, I think. And it got too much sunlight and not enough water. So it it died, but not because I didn't take care of it, but because no one else was able to take care of it. So... Now I have a bunch of succulents and a little rose plant, which oh, is doing very okay, but well. But I do care about roses. Uh, Rosie, <laughs> Rosie is Lovely. doing very well. She's about three or four inches tall, so I have to Wonderful. replant her pretty soon. But she's doing very, very well. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud of her. Um, but yes, all my succulents have names. All of my plants have names. I I love them all equally. <clears throat> But uh, Pride and Joy is nice. my favorite. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like I got a plant, one, because right now Fair. I can't have a pet. Two, because between a pet and a plant, all I have to do is water a plant and I have to feed a pet. More expensive. So like it's, it's easier to take care of and like I can have f- 14 or 15 of them and not spend more than like fifty dollars yeah. on them in total. Whereas with the pet you need like so, pet insurance and whatnot. Yeah. So like I I pay once for all of the plants and then that's it. So even if I've spent I don't even know mm. how much I've spent on plants. This is a random number. Let's say I've spent like maybe closer to fifty dollars just on the physical plants. That's a one time purchase. Like everything else is free. Water free. Something like free dirt you can get that from outside or buy it so like up to you you can improvise like what you plant them in so like 
plants are very easy to take care of and also like it adds more color to definitely the which is so. good for like mental health too is just like adding color to a room yeah and like i have some of the plants in my nice. bedroom and then i have some of them in the living room and it's it's fine uh as long as the plants don't take over the apartment between now and when Sammy comes back, Yay. they can stay. <laughs> They'll be fine. It's fine. Halloween has uh, already taken so yeah, over the apartment. Uh, that's... So. Yeah, but I you know. moved in knowing that. You moved did, in knowing that it was Halloween. But I also moved Halloween. in knowing you were nice. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like I come across as mean, though. Like... You're when just first very direct. I feel like I can come across you're very as direct very... And you're very blunt. And I think that if you're not used to someone like that, that's fine. Um, throughout my life, I've had friends who are very direct and stuff, which I like. I think in a way because I'm not. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, well, I can be direct, but I... It's... I can be indirect. I, I can be very mm-hmm. passive if I want to be. But it's not... It's not something yeah. I'm comfortable with. I like people knowing almost exactly what I'm thinking because they yeah. deserve to know it. I don't know. It's and funny like, because I think of myself as pretty open, but I'm also like, I don't know. You're open, but you dance yeah. around certain no, things. No, definitely. And those, and those same things, I'm going to look at you and just bluntly tell you what I think on them. Which is part of the reason why I don't have a YouTube channel, because no one would watch it. Um, barely anyone watches mine, but it's just for the fun of it. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I'm just doing it for fun. No one cares about my thoughts. I mean, so that's not true. People care about what I think. That's why I, we're doing this podcast. I will say because I told things. you that. That's why we're doing, doing this podcast. That's why we know you. You listen. say things that are entertaining and people like you. And I was like, <laughs> "Let's do a podcast because people need to know your voice. It's great. I love it so much." I, I, I know that people listen, and I know like you guys care, but like, at at the same time, I'm sitting here and I'm like. At the end of the day, the podcast yeah. is for me. Uh, I'm just doing this because I it's a fun agree. thing to do with Sammy. We, it we means talk. that once and a week really we talk. And that's really important for us to like <laughs> keep in touch, um, for sure. I've had friends lately yeah. that I have felt very distant from, and that's been really hard for me. Because have you ever had friends where you're like, how are you? And they won't say hi back. Maybe that Okay, this is like the Snapchat problem, though. Like, if you have close friends... And you're on Snapchat or whatever. And you're like, how are you? And they just send you, like, a photo of the ceiling instead of being, like, good. You're like, okay, but that wasn't really an answer to what I was asking. And now I feel like you're avoiding something. And everything just builds up. And then you just feel sad. Anyway, I've been very emotional lately. It's funny because, like, most of the time I'd be like, it's my period. But, like, I'm, like on birth control that's like stopping my period from happening so I literally don't even know what is going on at this point I just know that I'm really emotional this week particularly so 
so uh first of all trauma yeah uh this is traumatic second of all um Oh, there are a lot of unknowns right now, and not That's everyone true. handles I'm a planner. unknowns well. I'm a planner. I sure as hell I don't. don't go with the I flow. Sure like, oh, yeah. I'm not very flexible I, in that regard. I am the person who looks at things and then writes, like, seven plans for if things go wrong, yeah. here's what I'll do. And it's very hard right now to write at even just one if things go wrong plan um because everything is so uncertain and like i mean like for the last few months even my living situation was uncertain of like where i was going to live um and not i'm saying that from such a place of privilege like i really hate that i said said it that way but also i don't know another way to say that um, because I feel like oftentimes when people say that, it means, like, they can't afford to live where they're currently living. And in that situation, in my case, that was not the situation. Um, it's just literally in quarantine, finding a place to stay has been difficult just knowing where I'm going to stay. Um, but I do, fortunately, you know, have the privilege of being able to live in a lot of different places right now. Um so, yeah, I know that I'm saying that from a place of privilege, and I just wanted to acknowledge my privilege um, because I'm, I'm sure for many of you, especially who rely on an income that maybe you're not being able to get right now, it is a very real thing of where you're going to sleep at night right now, especially. Um, and I'm not trying to minimize that. Um, And I think that's an important thing in general is just acknowledging when you are in a place of privilege um, in different situations. Um, Listen when others tell you that what you're saying is privilege. Like we did the whole little segment on on (laughs) hell, kind of half chokingly. I grew up Christian. So my, my opinions on what hell is comes from a christian bias and perspective which means that that's why i went first of all i'm not judging anyone uh your religious affiliations are none of my business i was raised christian Uh, but like in the denominations that don't talk about hell at all so there you go hell yeah being like, I, I even say that I'm Christian, and that still yeah. can be taken with a grain of salt. I am not Catholic. I'm Presbyterian. So, like, some of my opinions... <laughs> some of my opinions are heretical. And That's I think fair. it's great. Um, but it's only heretical if yeah. you're asking the Catholic Church. My first, like, so, I don't know, eight or nine years of existence, um, I was raised Episcopalian. But then we moved to the Methodist Church because the Episcopalian Church kept, like, having sermons about, like, asking for money. And my parents felt really uncomfortable after, like, the fifth sermon in a row. Um, So then they're like, we need to go somewhere else where they're not just talking about that. Um, And then they got to the Methodist Church. And uh, we had, like, a female lesbian pastor um, who was just incredible and to this day is, like, the best 
pastor slash one of the best person I've heard, like, giving speeches and everything. Um, And she encouraged me at a young age to, like, be, like, the person who, like, reads the, um, reads the scripture, which is, like, the liturgist. Um, So, yes, I did that from the time I was, like, 10 and onwards. Um, So it was really good because she was good at being, like, here, here's something that you could do. Um, which was really nice, but I don't feel very religious now. And I've kind of been trying to figure out kind of where, where I'm at with religion. Um, but I don't really know. I just know that sometimes if I'm scared, I might pray, but like, I don't know if it's just habit. (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't know if I believe in anything or if it's just habit. I don't know. It's weird. No, I know. I can't answer that for I, you. I was just kind of saying that um, into the void. What, it was not what like I will a, say. a question for you. Yeah. What what I will say is is I'm not I'm not nearly as religious now as I used to be. Mm-hmm. I'm by no means an atheist. I do think there is a God. I think that God uh first of all doesn't give two <laughs> shits about gender. And I'm also pretty sure that God right now is face palming, looking up the United like States is. and wondering how this happened. Um, we all are. We all are. It's just, we're not even, this isn't even a political statement anymore. Yeah. Just like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> um, but I, I wouldn't nearly call myself like super yeah. religious. It's not like I pray every day, I read a devotional. Like, most of the holidays that happen in the church, I don't know when they happen, unless they also, like, coincide to either uh, stores selling candy or, uh, you know, since we live in the United States, and most people assume everyone's Christian, getting days off from things. Which, can we talk about, split second, how rude that is? Like, I I feel like... Like... Not everyone's Christian, and quite frankly, why do why do we as a country just go? Oh, why do you yeah, need to stay off for well, a holiday? Like we don't. A lot of people don't realize that yeah. ours are built into our calendar. Like being Christian, and in even some ways, like even in some ways, it's built in the like calendar. It's not even breaks, a fight, like winter break or something. I get the need. I get the need. It coincides. Yeah, it coincides well, and with I Christmas. I get the need for um, students like at school taking a break at the same time. Like I get that part, but like, oh yeah, if you are in the workplace, I feel like it should be a right that you know whatever your religion is, um, you should be able to have whatever days are you know a religious holiday. You should be able to observe that, and you should that should be a reason to be able to take the day off. Like that just makes sense, and and it should be a question because no one's gonna question if you're like, oh, like it's Christmas, I have to see my family and celebrate. And and it's more frustrating when people don't take the time to even do surface level research. And go, oh, so it's just like your version of Christmas? No <laughs> other religion has Christmas in the way that you're thinking. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, Karen. Like, 
<laughs> it's not just Expedient's yeah. version of Christmas. Because Christmas in even in Christianity okay. has and that, at some point that been also, commercialized. That also reminds me like, of like mm, um, either like female like predominantly female films, whether that's like a cast is predominantly female or there's it's female directed or female written or whatever. There is this thing where people will compare whatever the movie is to some other movie. Um, instead of being like it's its own good movie. Yeah, but why, if you look why? at it, like um this happened with Bridesmaids when it happened. Um This happened Booksmart, with Birds and Prey and with the second mm-hmm. Ghostbusters. It bus- happened with Booksmart the second Ghostbusters. Um, because you had um Jonah Hill's sister, um, Beanie Feldstein in it, and they were like, Oh, it's like the same movie. Instead of being like, oh, wow, there's, like, badass women in this movie that's directed by a woman and has these really complex characters that take a stereotypical kind of high school trope things but make it a lot more intricate by having characters who are complex and who are nuanced and are more than just, like, these stereotypical movies that have happened in the past. But it is its own story and in its own right. And it's not just like a girl's version of a guy's thing. Also, like, why is it when people go to compliment, specifically specifically women, and I say this as someone who was raised female and like also sometimes still does this, why is it when we go to compliment women that we have to compare yeah. them to another woman? Yeah. Like why? Why do why do we yeah. as people Or you're do like, this? "Oh wow, this is so good." Like for a woman or for a almost woman. as and good as like, Excuse Tarantino or Shakespeare as- or whatever. Like like why why do we either have to lesser women by comparing yeah. them to someone else? Some no, other woman that, or to some man. Sentence. Why do we have to And lessen, usually with a man, it's like, oh, they're almost man, as like, good as. Or they're, they're the female version of, which almost is the yeah. same thing as saying they're almost as good as. Like, they will never be them. They'll never be on the same level as yeah. them. Seriously. Like, shut the fuck up. No one asked for your white-ass opinion. Yeah. And it's not just white people who do it. Everyone is prone to it. But also, like, when they say it's, like, the, the female version of Shakespeare, nine out of the ten times, it is a white man. So, like, yeah, there is that. so frustrating. And, yeah. I'm, I'm just so frustrated right now. I'm like, I can't even, I can't even get through this. It's okay. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I'm oh, sorry. Also, I when I was young, I had trouble saying frustrated, and I had trouble saying um, cooperate. So that was annoying for me as a child trying to. I was like, I couldn't You're not say specific. Cooperating. Specific and Pacific were the same yeah. word for me. Mine I was couldn't. Like, pull and I couldn't pull. say specific. <laughs> Uh, 
I had speech therapy. I never did. I had speech therapy. I just, um, I so, read yeah. books out loud to I myself and then to plants. <laughs> and then apparently I would move my lips while I read yeah. when I was in like the first or second grade. And I know that because years later, one of my friends and I were talking and I was like, oh my gosh, remember how when you were in like the second grade, like you'd always read like Captain Underpants or whatever? And he was like, oh, yeah, and remember when you would read, you'd always, like, mouth along the words? And I was like, no. I, I don't, but I have a mm-hmm. question for, for our listeners. Uh, when you read, do you read things with an internal narrator? So, like, do you have a default narrator Ooh. voice in your head as you're reading? And then the characters have their own voice? Is it just your internal voice? Or... Is it pictures? Because some people, when they read, see pictures. And I do the first. I have an internal narrator who's, like, reading along interesting. Like, the scene for, for Sherlock Holmes or whatever I'm reading. Mine's and then the any other speaker one. has a different I, I get very immersed. It's very, it's like a visceral experience for me. I mean... Depending on what I'm reading, sometimes it's like, ah, yes, I'm just seeing yeah, Lord of the that's Rings true. That's play out. That's a good series. But sometimes that's it's a good more series. like it's being narrated. So, you know, I think... Lord of the Rings sorry. is great. Yeah. Uh, sorry. So let us know. I like, wrap this up, because uh, I need to eat dinner eventually. I want to know. Um, and yeah. food is important. <laughs> um, it is. Food is important. Never it's feel it's guilty it's for eating um, food. Um, yeah. But no, let us... So Let we're proud of you, and take also some we're proud time of you when you can to you know take a nice bath or read a good book or watch a good show. Like we've given you a lot of different um, recommendations in this um, particular episode. So and feel free to give us some recommendations too. Um, and again, yeah, again, I'm always looking for new things to watch. Disaster Pod and um, read. And, yeah, we hope you have a wonderful week. And thank you so much for listening. We're by Disasters. I'm Sammy. Bye. I'm Elias. Bye.